The Siddur Snippet series is generously sponsored by the Saka family. We continue to introduce the middle section of the Amida, the section of Bakasha. When we turn from Shavach, from Shvach, from praising the Ribbon Shalom and understanding how he's categorically different than we and why we submit and defer to him, to now delineating and listing before him all the things that we need, these universal needs throughout time and throughout space that cover the gamut of what all people in all places and at all times what effectively are most central to our lives, the 13 bakashos that make up the middle of the, of the Shemona Esrei. We saw last time the Chovas Halavavos summarizes the, perfect of, the purpose of bakasha with six words. That the purpose of bakasha is to surrender, to submit. It is an exercise in humility and a sense of dependence. That even though all day long we're occupied with hishtadlus, with initiative, we act as if it depends on us when we daven, we recognize that in truth it all depends on him. Indeed, this is what the Gemara tells us in Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah tells us, Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, There are three things that if a person engages in any of these three behaviors, Hashem says, you're so confident, you believe that you've got everything under control? Someone bring me his file. Bring me your file. Let me see whether indeed they are worthy let me see whether they're meritorious. And Elohim, these are the three behaviors. It's good to know so you can avoid them. Number one, kir natui. If you walk underneath a dilapidated wall, a wall that's about to crumble, about to fall down, you walk by a house, a wall, some dangerous situation. Why does that invoke Hashem to grab your file and see whether you're worthy? Because it takes a certain brazenness. When you put yourself in a dangerous situation because you think, ah, it's not going to happen to me, I'll be protected, I'm safe, I'm secure, I'm good to go. You're showing some arrogance. You're slowing, showing more than confidence, but arrogance. So Hashem says, oh, you're so confident? You walk underneath a wall, it's about to collapse. You're so confident nothing's going to happen? Let me see how worthy, in fact, you really are. The Gemara says the second thing is, Moser din al when you turn in your fellow man, when you turn someone over to the authorities, you're in a position that you are judging. Now again, someone who's a danger, we paskin, not only is it permissible, there is a mitzvah to be Moser, somebody who is a danger to the public. But it means in antiquity when the authorities were biased against the Jews, and you're going to turn someone over, you're in such a position, you have such merit, you're so worthy, it's mazkir avonos of shaladim, it causes Hashem to look at a person's file and examine, in fact, whether they are worthy. And the Gemara gives a third and last thing, and that is iun tefillah. Iyun tefillah. What is Iyun tefillah? Iyun tefillah. Rashi and Tosos have a machlokas exactly what it means. But according to Tosos, Iyun tefillah means overconfidence in davening. Do you ever have an amazing Shemun Esrei? you ever have a davening where there was no clock, there was no watch, there was no time, there was no distractions, all there was is being in the presence of Hashem. You were focused and mindful and concentrated on each and every word. You felt incredibly connected, a high-speed connection to Hashem. And a person could take three steps back from such a Shemonesre, have a geschmack davening and say, wow, I nailed that. I was so connected. I was so present. I was so tuned in. I was so talking directly to Hashem. I'm feeling pretty good about my odds. I'm feeling pretty good about being listened to. I'm feeling pretty good that Hashem is going to respond favorably to what I ask. Says Tosos, that's what the Gemara means. The moment the person approaches davening, it says, you know, as long as I say every word, as long as I concentrate on every word, if I sing every word, if I'm careful with every word, 
then Hashem is surely going to answer me. Then Hashem says, really? Let me grab their file. What's so bad about that? Isn't that a good thing to concentrate? Isn't it a good thing to be proud of having focused on every word of davening? Why is Iyun Tefillah something negative? It's one of the three things that shows a brazenness or an overconfidence that's mazker avonoso shaladam that makes Hashem grab your file. So Tosos understands because the moment that you connect the results of your davening to the quality of your davening, who have you eliminated from the equation? Hashem. He's not really in charge or in control. You're not really dependent on Him. It really depends on you. If you focus, if you concentrate, if you say every word and you say it well, then you think you're going to be answered automatically. You knocked him out of the whole equation. You made it not about him. You're no longer surrendering. You're no longer being bevatal yourself. You're no longer deferring. You're no longer recognizing that he's in charge. You're in charge. You're just trying to be in charge in a fake, humble way. So you couch it in davening, but you still feel as long as I daven well, surely I'll get what I want. I'm still in charge. I'm still in control. Parenthetically, Rav Soloveitchik had a chumrah based on this. Soloveitchik felt an ola, somebody who gets an aliyah to the Torah. Many shuls have the minog, that you get a mishaberach. Certainly before Corona they did. That you get a mishaberach if you get an aliyah to the Torah. So is it true that anybody who gets an aliyah deserves a mishaberach? So if Soloveitchik held, based on this tosos, that you should only get a mishaberach, not bavur because you were called to the Torah. You're such a grace at tzaddik. You're such a big... Uh, person who has such merit, you've gotten aliyah, and therefore you're going to get a mishaberach because of who you are, you're so special? It's a violation of iyun tefillah. It has to be bavur shenadat staka. You ready to give staka? So that already we have a mesorah, that when a person gives staka, Yaakov Avinu taught us, you can make a deal with Hashem. I'm going to give a pledge to staka. Can you give a mishaberach for my family, for someone who's sick, make someone better? If Salavichik felt even a mishaberach l'cholem, you can't just make a mishaberach l'cholem. Hashem, I'm a grace at tzaddik. I'm worthy. I'm virtuous, and in my merit and my worthiness and my godless, give so-and-so a refuah shlema. Who are you? That's Iyun Tefillah. You have to couch it in Bavur, Shinadar, you have to make a commitment, a pledge. Again, it's not just a rabbinic fundraising strategy. This is, Rasulovitchik felt it, Halacha Lamaisa, based on the stosis of Iyun Tefillah. So you see the whole purpose, this Rabbeinu Bachaya, this Chovas Halavavos, the whole purpose the bakasha is not just a means to get the results of what we want. These 13 asks are not because taka we need them. We do need them. But we say them not only because we need them, we say them to remind ourselves the beginning of the day, the middle of the day, the end of the day, you're in charge. I work hard, I take initiative, I take pride in my effort, but in the end of the day, I surrender Hashem, no iyan tefillah with me. It's not about the quality of my davening. I humbly surrender myself to you and your graciousness, whatever you choose to reply, you're in charge, you're in control. It's really all about you. We have one last uh, point to make in the introduction and then we'll get into the section of Bakash itself.